Oh yeah, let's get the discourse train rolling. Choo choo! <laughs> it's time for more problematic feral cancel bait. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a couple weeks, and we finally got back together to watch a movie and hang out because yeah. wow, the last couple weeks have been pretty wild in my life, and so I have not been paying any attention to like the greater fandom and the world at large, and so I'm like. I just don't feel like recording, but you know what I do feel like doing? Sitting down to watch a movie that I haven't seen before with my friends. Yeah. Yep. So joining me tonight is Fuzz. Hello. And Ajax. Hi. And tonight we watch 1998's Lion King 2 Simba's Pride, which you and I had never seen, Fuzz. That's right. All right. But you... Have seen way too many times. So, so how old were you when you first saw it? Probably when it came out. So See, that would have been six. Yeah, it would have been six. Okay. So this is so Ajax had said he has nostalgia glasses for this movie, which totally makes sense. This is very much a film that you grew up watching. Because well, like, this was a direct VHS movie, like so he would have had it at home. Yeah. Yeah, but the the reason I watched it the most is because like I had it on DVD and like the reason I remember it the most is because like one Christmas, uh like my grandparents kinda had this role where Every grandkid only got one present. So, uh-huh. like, I got the first Lion King DVD, but I'd asked for all three. And then my grandmother kind of took me aside and she handed me two more gifts. And it was the Lion King one and a half and the Lion King two. Oh, nice. I still have those. That's my, sweet. Yeah. So, they just, it means a lot to me because of that. Okay. That's, mm-hmm. that's a good reason for that to be important. Yeah. I just somehow, again, never saw it because it was 98. It's kind of the same reason I never saw Balto. Right. Even though I was watching animated stuff at the time, I just it was a VHS movie, and it was in the kids' section at the library, so I never went over there, you mm. know? So it was kind of, I guess, me being a teenager who was too old for the movie, even though I would have totally enjoyed it at the time. Right. Because, I mean, it's a perfectly fine kids' movie. Yep. I think I was probably at that point where they're like, ugh. Disney's just churning out direct-to-video sequels of all their classics. This is such a cash grab. And I mean, like, so I, I didn't bother with any of them, because they'd done, like, A Lady in a Tramp 2, Little Mermaid 2 and 3, I think, uh-huh. maybe, uh, Aladdin 2 and 3, and then I heard about Lion King 1 and a half out of 2, but I just, I never had the urge to go see them, and I think I was also... I was a working adult at that point, so I was moving away from, like, keeping up to date with all the new Disney stuff. Yeah. You know, like, I would still go to some animated movies, but, it, so it was just something I just never had any interest in. And I was actually, like, kind of surprised when I heard years ago, I first heard about Lion Guard, and I was like, oh, they're actually still, like, building on that IP and, and putting out more stories in that universe. And that really changed the IP a lot, but I will get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the gist of the movie is that post Lion King, Nala and Simba fuck. They have a daughter. Yes. Her name is Kiara, and as a cub, there's she a is... really cringy. Oh no, it's a girl moment at, right at the beginning. Yeah. That I was just kind of like, oh god. Oh no. It was very nineties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's also Nathan Lane. You know, he's pretty gay. You know bit fruity don't you know right they're like we're the gay uncles but we have a girl what do we do <laughs> uh, well i mean she's a kid you just teach him to eat bugs and shit like he would to, to simba yeah, um, yeah. Um, you don't have to teach him all to love cock <laughs> she'll figure that out on her own yeah <laughs> and 
you know, like, so they have this, the them as kids, and there's the kid Kovu, who, like, a lot of the voice actors are still doing work. Mm-hmm. A couple, like, Vitani, like, not Vitani. Vitani's still doing work, obviously. But the voice actress who did Zira, she died in, like, 2008. But she was oh. also born in the 30s. Oh, so wow. Okay. She was pretty old when she was they doing that. They got a that. proper old scrunky lady. She sounded really familiar. But, like, you have them as kids, and they meet as children, and Ooh, and Kovu, little Kovu is like a pizza cutter. He's all edge. He's so edgy. He doesn't even know how to play. <laughs> He's like I that know. was my first impression of Kovu. It's like, oh my god, they made him so edgy, and he's a little. He's so. He's not exactly red and black, but he's pretty close. <laughs> He's got a... He was definitely an emo kid favorite. Yes. Yeah, I, I yeah. bet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying first impression of the character. And it's like, and yeah, it is in character the way he's raised. Yeah, like his childhood was just traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> like, Imagine being told, you know, you're going to grow up to become a great leader, but you've got to like kill this guy who's currently like way bigger than you. Yeah, and it's your destiny to murder this person. Yeah. Like, that doesn't do great for a kid's psyche. Yeah, yeah imagine not. <laughs> and he's told he's special, and they, the Kiara and Kovu encounter each other, and they do cute kid shit. They're like, hi, I don't have hatred in my heart for you because I'm a kid. And then Zira shows up, and it's like, oh, you want to you wanna kill this kid? Go for it. Do it, coward. <laughs> you really want your pound of flesh? Eat him. Yeah. And eat him and now. Here, eat my son. Do it, faggot. <laughs> it really was a moment like that where, you know, Sim was like, well, I'm not going to do that because I'm, you know, a heroic character. So they're like, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a song about how murdering the, the screams and lamentations of the wailing lionesses that are sad because Simba is dead is her lullaby. Yeah, it's I've a, always loved that song. It's like the most psychotic Disney villain song I think I've ever heard. It's, it's, it's up there. She's it's like, I want to, you know, flay the skin from his bones and wear his pelt like a hat. She's yeah. screams. She's yeah. like, go for his eyes, bite off his balls, you know, yeah. later on in the fight scene. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's really going for her bl- for the blood. Zero was definitely turned up to ten. Then it time skips to young adult. Yes. Like over the course, like after the song, you know, so they leave, come Much back, like and Lion King one. Yeah, where yeah. he skips from being a kid in the the jungle to being a young adult, where they do the through the Hukuna Matata song. Did they yeah. have a longer transition for that though. Yeah, yeah. He, he, they, there's like three frames of his gangly teenage phase, and then suddenly he's an adult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, it's him doing the little head tilt over the, the waterfall. The waterfall, like, yeah. The whole thing gets more complicated because Rafiki's like, yo, this shit's fucked up. Like, I got this young princess here and this other male. What should I do? And then he's like, wait, Simba or Mufasa is telling me some shit from beyond the grave. I need to make them fuck. Because <laughs> Mufasa causes this coconut to fall and break in half. And then he lifts yeah. it up and he's like, oh, the two pieces need to come together. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed your tweet, Savard, of like Mufasa shipping them from beyond the grave. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, I had some cool ideas for some fanfic. Why don't you make those two kiss? <laughs> Remember me. I like this kind of shit. I am your father. <laughs> Probably. I mean, it was based off Hamlet. So. I, I was making a Star Wars reference. Yeah, and Star Wars is based off of Hamlet too. 
Right. <laughs> uh, but a lot of it is also just like, don't think about the genetics and how lions work. Just don't think about that, okay? Just, yeah. We're going to make Simba, the lions kiss. Uh, Kobu was immaculately conceived. He was yeah. born of the force. Yeah. That's why he's the chosen one. I will point to that later. That's going to make that extra funny, but I won't get to that right now. Okay. Um, oh. See, this is all lead up to it, Ajax it, 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 going ham about Lion Guard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it's very clear in the movie that Scar's gay ass did not sire Kovu because it's like, this is the heir that he chose, and yeah. this was the last cub born. Kovu or the other one. Yeah, mm. like, it, even though they look like him, they are not his children. <laughs> yeah, and they even Kovu points that out. He's not my dad. Scar wasn't my father. Yeah. Like, that bitch was too gay. Yeah, like, and it's just like, uh And then it, you have to think, like, then who was your father? And then it starts to get real, real royal family-ish. Yeah, very <laughs> Hasburg-esque. Yeah, you know that. That's why he has that weird chin. (laughs) Bit of inbreeding there, Um, because yeah, there was, and yeah, Kovu was kind of the the midpoint between the heroic square jawed hero lions and the angled stabby boys. The you know pointy nose. Scar had that very angular. Yeah, so he's kind of that the synthesis of the two, which is you know the the visual language that tells him that you know he's related, but. The whole point is also genetics isn't destiny, where it's like, just because I was raised this way, just because I was mm-hmm. told this, I had to do this, doesn't mean I have to. Yeah. Just because your parents are like Trumpers doesn't mean you have to be, you don't have to be an incel. You could become like a real human being. And then maybe you could kiss a lioness one day. Yeah. Think about it. It's, it's a really great story about personal growth, because like... He gets around these people that he'd never interacted with. He kind of realizes everything that is about his childhood was just bullshit. Right. And then he's like, I don't want to be like this. This is this, this is dumb. This sucks. <laughs> I just want some lion puss. Yeah. yeah and I want some puss pussy. Because Simba goes and tells him, like, you know, hey, here's the thing about Scar from my perspective as one of his victims. Yep. And he's like, oh, shit, well, Scar was really a bit of a fucker, wasn't he, huh? Then Zira manufactures a whole, like, ah, thanks for bringing him out, because they'd walked off together to talk. And they ambush him, and then Kovu gets completely owned from all directions, because Zira fucks him up. Oh, the Zebra were talking some shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, I saw Kovu down at the the soda jerk, and, mm-hmm. and he was kissing on a picture of Scar. Zira gets him all messed up, and then yeah. Simba survives and is like, get the fuck out, even though he didn't actually do the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little formulaic. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a direct video It's sequel. a direct video sequel that's like a kid's movie. And yeah. I love that they banish him with a song. Yeah. Like, occasionally I'll have that song just pop into my head randomly, <laughs> and I've sung it to Fuzz, and he's just so confused. <laughs> just, yeah, I'd love to be banished, but it's like, get the fuck out! Get the fuck out! <laughs> the other thing, too, is the, the real scrunkly lion, Nuka. He's the older gangly boy, but he's scrawny and weak and really hopes for Zira's approval and ultimately he's like, are you watching me, mother? I'm doing the thing! And then I he fucking tried! It's, really, gets, it's very tragic. Yeah, though, he actually. just gets like yeah. crushed to death by logs. Like, she just fucking ignores him. She clearly pours all of their pride's resources into Kovu because he's the only one that actually looks fit and healthy. So, and like, so everyone else is like starving so that they can have this 
one line they hope will be strong enough to actually kill Simba. Yeah. Because ain't none of them doing it. No. Like, Nuka dies, and she's like, well, shit. A really horrific death, too. Yeah, crushed <laughs> death by logs, and then, like, survives long enough to be like, I tried! And uh, dies in his mother's arms, basically. Yeah. It's just like, it was very powerful to watch the kids. And then Vitani, like, gets to see yeah. her brother die, she's like, well, fuck. Yeah. Oh, no. I did definitely notice the marked quality difference between the theatrical animation and the direct-to-TV animation. Yeah, it was definitely some TV quality animation. And it's one of those things that suffers from being on an LCD or a LED TV. LCD? A high-def TV. A A modern high-def Yeah, and compared to a CRT. Right, yeah, you would not have noticed the difference. Yeah, when you watched this on a CRT TV, this shit was magical. But when you can see every little pixel... You gotta see every little pixel. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, like, it was a fine movie, because, like, when Kobu was exiled, Kiara's like, well, I gotta go find my man. Fuck. And yeah. they're like, well, what if we could fuck off and make our own pride? Why don't we do that? She's like, nah, we gotta really get things together, because otherwise, shit's never gonna get better. Yeah, and that scene yeah. where they dance in the ash, I always really loved, especially while they're singing, because it's very 90s music video Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because they have the little flourishes of the feathers and whatever flowing yeah. around them. And it's yeah. showing that, like, yeah, the sand's covering up the grass. You know, it's yeah. like drifting dunes. And yeah. they, by the end, they're like, oh, actually, you know, we're in kind of an oasis here. Yeah. And they're, so overall, not bad. I think if I had watched it when I was a kid, I would have totally fallen in love with it. Just yeah. like the original. So. I mean, it holds up as somebody who, I mean, like, at the end, Ultimate Lions get together. They solve the problem. Zira pulls a scar and falls into a raging river and gets crushed by logs as well. And that's a great scene, too, because it's the reverse of what happened between Mufasa and Scar. Yeah. Because uh, Kira is trying to save Zira, and Zira is just like, no, fuck you, and then she just lets go and falls into the um, water. And it's also the younger trying to help the older character as as opposed to, like, the siblings and shit, but... Ultimately, lines get together, they do the roar, like the origin of the meme where they're going, gas. Yeah. All lines yeah. roaring together. As soon as I saw that, that I was like, oh, I've seen that with the, the meme image on it. Yeah. And then you know, my point was like, all the animals look up and it's like, oh, fuck, there's four of them now. Well, there's four of them and now like another half dozen lionesses too. So like the animals are going to have a bad time. Yeah. Don't think yeah. about it, kids. Do we still have to worship these people? Fuck. It's like the gods that the lions came up with said that the lions are the top of the food chain and we have to worship them? I'm becoming an atheist. I'm, I'm going to become Animal Richard Dawkins, minus the turfy turn. Oh, God. It was 98. He wasn't a known freak at that time. Right. So, yeah, Lion King. I, honestly, like, from my experiences, I saw the various fan arts and stuff on, like, DeviantArt back in the day, and I thought that, like, Vitani was more of a character as opposed to just being, like, the bad chick. As opposed to Kiara being the good chick. Mm-hmm. But she's not much of a character. So I was, as someone who saw a bunch of art of the character growing up. and these People just latched on They were just like, oh yeah, she's ideas. she's the hot topic goth. She's the hot topic kid. Yeah, you know? yeah, I could see that. She's like, the, the I'm edgy and dark. And I have darkness and sadness in my heart because I'm exiled. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the film, you know, she gets to join the main, the main pride. But, you know, kids, fan artists are going to just work with what they like the most of a character it's like that picture of that family in hot topic and you just know which one is the one that dragged the rest of the family to hot topic yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that would be vitani 
Then they did one and a half, which is sort of a mid-quel, which was more Timon and Pumbaa and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then 20 goddamn years later or so... There's also did... a Timon and Pumbaa animated series. Yes. Yeah, but the, that one takes place after um, the original Lion King. Okay. The Timon and Pumbaa series does. So is the Light Lion King one and a quarter? Then? Well, it's sort of. It doesn't really follow the Lion King canon that really closely. It's it's kind um, of its own thing because like Simba only really appears in it very briefly. Right. It's like, mainly just those two characters getting up to shit. Yeah. yeah, and there's just all these little things here and there. So okay. So now we get Bring to go to the part the where right. where or, Ajax gets to put on his cap and be like, "All right, kids, now let me tell you about the." The deep lore behind the Lion Guard. Uh, the Lion Guard basically creates a uh, Lion King extended universe. Yes. Extended cinematic universe. L-K-E. Um, <laughs> uh, there's so much to go from. It, it takes place between Lion King 1 and Lion... Like, the first half of the Lion King 2. Because Kovu... No, it's not Kovu. It's Keanu. Not Keanu. <laughs> Whoa. So we just watched the black and white cut of Johnny Mnemonic earlier, so that we were discussing it. That's, so he's that's having why. a bit of Keanu on the mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, his la- name translates to lion. Like, uh, um, just like most. Kimba and Simba do. Yeah. You know, I was just, I was thinking before we started recording, I was like, I wonder if they sat down and were like, okay, what is every African language's word for a lion? And then they're just like, okay, we're going to pick our, all of our character names. Yeah, it's like all the names ultimately are just like Lion, Lion, Lion. Like in the beginning, that opening song in the first movie, it's just like, hey, here's a lion, here comes the lion. (laughs) (laughs) Like when you translate it, and it's just like... (laughs) But it sounds so cool to an ear that doesn't know what it's saying. Right, yeah. It's Keon. Keon. Um, All right, so it actually kind of takes place right after Kovu and Kiara meet and before the time skip. So it's kind of very encapsulated in this time and it follows Simba's son. Basically, it turns out there was this magical group of lions that would guard the Pride Lands that would be passed down from generation to generation and they'd essentially get like cutie marks. Each one of them would have their own special ability like strength, intelligence, speed, bravery, stuff like that. And Scar fucked that up because he was an evil bastard. <laughs> and well, actually, it's also because of his bad boy boyfriend. So Wait, when they res- Scar has a bad boy boyfriend, had a bad boy boyfriend. Oh, okay. So at some point during the show, Scar gets rezzed as a flame in a volcano, and he begins giving orders to people to go do stuff to destroy Simba's kingdom. Um, so like Scar just kind of appears as this floating flame head from. Lion Hell, basically. <laughs> uh, so when Kovu was asking, do you think Scar's up there? He was not. He was not up in the stars with the other great lions. <laughs> he was down below. <laughs> so when Scar was captain of the Lion Guard, way, way back in the day, before he had a Scar, he got tempted by the bad side because there was this bad boy lion that came up to him and was like, hey... And they started, like, hanging out together and getting up to mischief. And then he started whispering, like, how Scar could use his power for, like, evil. And then he tricks him to get bitten by this snake that makes him more evil-er. <laughs> so, like, Scar and him are just walking along and suddenly there's just this snake that pops out of nowhere and just gives Scar his scar. And it's like, oh, you got your scar from a trouser snake. Oh, that's that's pretty gay, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is the perils of the gay agenda. Yeah, and because <laughs> Scar used his powers for evil, it caused a break in the Lion Guard lineage, and it's why he didn't have those powers when the first Lion King movie happened. Sure. Because um, there, there's this entire underground facility underneath Pride Rock that's got... Okay. Go on. <laughs> the Lion Cave, as opposed yeah, to the Bat Cave. It's basically the Lion Cave, and there's all these pictures and carvings, and it's where you get the magic woo-woo. Is um, there a lion, Tony Stark? It has nine different Lion Man suits. And... that just be Rafiki? Yeah. Okay. No, but uh, <laughs> there is a Jedi Temple. Oh, yeah, I'm forgetting. This is more... This so, is yeah. more Star Wars than Marvel. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So, at one point in the series, they have to, like, go th- find something to boost their powers or something like that. Mm. And they find Kyber this... crystals. Yeah, they find this other cave in the back of their cave. They're like, what's this? And they all go through there. And it's just this giant gauntlet of a maze underground. Like, just massive... And they have to use their their special abilities and kind of prove that, like, I'm actually strong, I'm actually smart, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to fight this battle without the powers of the Black Panther. Yeah, and it's just, it's such a crazy ride to go through that series because you don't expect any of this crap to happen. (laughs) Because you're like, where the fuck was this during the the second half of the second Lion King movie? Which they then explain in the third season. Because mm-hmm. Kion, he gets bitten by the evil snake that has this evil venom that makes him try to turn him evil, basically. And uh, so they have to go on this this quest to a faraway land to this other lion pride and basically like the tree of life for him to get the cure. And like they go through this and then on their way back, uh, after once he gets cured, to be cured, he has to go through this, like, rite of passage or something like that. And he basically gets Jedi powers. He's able to lift stuff with his mind. He can force jump. He can just do all of this Jedi bullshit. <laughs> and, like, they go back to the Pride Lands and they have this, this like, song scene where he's just doing all this Jedi shit along the way. And they get there and just, like, Kovu's an adult and so is Kira. And they're just like, hey, what happened? What? Why is he here? And they're like, oh, well, well, while you were gone, this happened. <laughs> we had an entire remainder of the movie so that we didn't have to explain your... You guys mind. went on a side quest. <laughs> but uh, the key parts of where that series really shines is, like, Heon falls in love with a hyena, and uh-huh. it's clearly they're, they're in love. And, like, you kind of see them get closer and closer. And then in the third series, third season, Disney was clearly like, uh, you can't have interspecies relationships. End this now. <laughs> and then he falls in love with the lion at the end. And it's like, yeah, that's that's totally what Disney did. Oh, so I want to know, what part does the honey badger play? Because I've seen pictures of the honey oh, badger. yes, character. I want to get into this. So, okay. Timon and Pumbaa, who are super queer-coded... Uh-huh. That people never talk about enough because they always talk about Scar being queer coded, but they never talk about Timon and Pumbaa being basically an old gay Jewish couple. Yeah, well, I mean right. that's been obvious from the front. Yeah, but people always I mean, are like, oh, the villain fucking Lane. Yeah, like people are always like, oh, Scar is gay, da da da, and it's like, yes, but so are Timon and Pumbaa, who basically adopted Simba, Simba, and raised him, and raised him, which makes them his fathers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. 
they just have this baby hungry badger that comes in their lives. And then they're just kind of like, eh, we raised one kid, we can do another. (laughs) (laughs) And there's even this episode where um, Simba and the honey badger get trapped underground together. Mm -hmm. And, like, they haven't really talked very much because the honey badger's... Oh, and you told me about this. They realize that they're kind of brothers? Yeah, and they realize they're kind of brothers. And they're like, oh, yeah, you were raised by Timon and Pumbaa. I was raised by Timon and Pumbaa. So that makes you kind of my brother. (laughs) And it's just like, ah, yes. And, like, they take the great gay vibes for Timon and Pumbaa in that series. And they just crank it up to a hundred. Nice. Like, they are just such this gay couple that worries about their little honey badger son because because he's like all adventurous and he likes to get up into into trouble and like do yeah. all this dangerous stuff because he's a honey badger he don't give a damn <laughs> and they're just like oh god no don't do that <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah. cool I was wondering where where that character fit into it yeah and it's another one of those where like it's a more modern show so I never watched it I was scarred from my time in previous fandoms and was like I'm not touching this <laughs> there's an online fandom for it I'm not going anywhere near it uh, so I guess we should be like so did you like Lion King too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah just a bit like it which is weird because I don't normally like cats or cat movies but like I yeah. always love this my exposure to it is only like tangential because again like i was real big into lion king the original yeah you know nala was the whole ooh that's making me feel funny huh moment but like never saw two but i'd seen the characters but i had no like context for them it's like yeah you know if if i had been slightly younger and seen lion king and then lion king 2 contemporaneously yeah, Kobu and Kiara would be just as like, oh yeah, I would like to kiss all these lions type shit, you know? <laughs> like, there's there's five kissable lions, why not do that at all? <laughs> Actually, I mean, Simvanala, Kobu, Kiara, and Vitani, if you want to, like, get edgy. If you oh, have right. Pumbaa, you have a different one for each day of the week. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, all right. <laughs> all right, Timon, get over here. You ever heard of the brand called Tenga? <laughs> No. Why does it say sleeve when it doesn't have any sleeves? <laughs> <laughs> I'm referencing a bad furry picture of a furry wearing a tanga sleeve dress, and they're on the phone to somebody, and they're like, why does it say sleeve? <laughs> so, it's very amusing. <laughs> but yeah, like I could totally see this as a formative movie. I just hadn't seen it till today. Like, again, just... There's a bunch of these films that, like, I just kind of missed because I'm just a little too old, but then you have seen mm-hmm. yeah. Ajax, so... Like, I gotta get a, you to watch Emperor's New Groove. Okay. That is a great... That has onboarded many transformation furs. Oh, yeah, that's like a total TF Oh, yeah, movie. yeah, that's right. Because uh, mm. the main dude gets turned into a llama. And I forgot like, that was part of the plot of that movie. Yeah, uh, okay. Because I know the older generation furries, like, um, the... The one where, like, the little boy gets turned into a squirrel. Oh, that's Sword in the Stone. Yeah, Sword in the Stone. Like, that was a big TF thing for a certain generation. (laughs) He should have saved a squirrel. His life would have been much better. Yeah. Uh, Life is a lot simpler when you just have to worry about nuts. Gotta guard your nuts, hoard your nuts, Mm -hmm. put your nuts in another squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Then after that, like, what else? Because, I mean, like, Brother Bear was 2006. That was the next major, like, oh, shit, TF? But then again, was Emperor's New Crew before Brother Bear? It was. Okay. I think. I don't know. I I haven't seen it. 
But yeah, Brother Bear is another one of those really like. And, and you've said Fuzz. So you've, you, had, you've seen Brother I've Bear. I've seen Brother Bear. I had the I soundtrack CD, and then I saw the movie and was like, oh yeah, I totally get why people are heavily into this. Mm. And at the end of the movie, the dude that got turned into the bear makes the correct choice. Yes, yeah, stays a bear. And stays a bear. Yeah. Oh. He's well, like, spoilers, yeah. Spoilers, I guess, but okay. Well, so, spoilers for movie 2006. Well, you they, seen. they realized their mistake with Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Yeah, he clearly should not have transformed back. Well, yeah, he was much hotter as a beast than he was as a human. <laughs> the fucking TikTok. I oh, sent yeah. you guys yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Emperor's New Groove was 2000 and Brother Bear was 2003. Okay. Mm. okay. But yeah, he makes the right choice at the end of Brother Bear and it's like, I could go back to being a human, but this, my little brother bear would then not have a big brother to protect him. So I got to do the right thing and stay a bear. And mm. then that was another show that I think got... At least a cartoon a sequel or a cartoon? It was a sequel. Okay. Um, which is basically... Hmm, what's a good way to phrase it? Uh, Bad? No, I loved the movie. <laughs> okay. Death. I'm just trying to think of a very lewd way to basically say, what if this there was this bear, but this bear fucked in the woods? <laughs> wow, I think that's what bears generally do. Yeah, uh, but basically it's... Uh, there's this girl, she has like a curse she's trying to overcome, and she goes to the shaman, and the shaman is like, yes, you have to take this You thing. need some bear dick, girl. That'll yeah. sort you out. You have to take this pendant to this waterfall, and you have to eat an ox! Wait, no. At the equinox! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, she transforms into a bear along the way, and then she meets up with the original pre- protagonist. Not because of any of the actual magic she's trying to do, just just randomly. I don't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> she's just like, man, fuck humanity. Disregard humanity. Become a bear. <laughs> Become <laughs> well, and then she's like trying to turn back the whole time. And Do you want me to spoil what happens? Uh, we're not going to get around to watching it anytime soon. Sure. Yeah, okay. um, basically, she goes through the whole thing, and then at the end of the movie, she too is like, you know what? I too will stay a bear. <laughs> and I was like, the correct choice. I approve of Disney's pro turn yourself into a bear permanently agenda. I mean, it saved a lot of my problems, so. <laughs> the box of donuts can't fix. The movie had a good message. It was decently animated for a direct to VHS movie. Some of the effects look really bad in 2023 because they're very old digital effects. That were done for CRTs, basically. Yeah. Mm. So you know, who cares about that? I'm not going to be too critical. I mean, it was a good movie, and I could totally see why. You know, the addition of extra lions to the canon helped expand the lion kisser fandom, and mm. I'm sure that there were like fights over like who was the better girl. You know, we got Nala versus Kiara versus Vitani, mm. and then you have the weirdos over there. They're like, no Zira, my edgy mommy. <laughs> Crush me under your logs, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your face was so <laughs> worth it. That was a real frowny face moment for me. <laughs> Deep concern. So, yeah, Lion King, it's, again, a foundational bit to the fandom. And there's still artists today doing fan art of these characters here 20 plus years on. 
Not quite 20 years on. No, no, it's 98. So, yeah. Jesus Christ. Actually, literally, it's almost 25 years. 25 years, years, yeah. yeah. It's actually 25 years. So, 25 years on, people are still drawing fan art of these characters. Mm -hmm. You know, that shows the longevity of these characters within the furry canon. Respect them, you curs! Next up, I guess we'll watch Emperor's New Groove, because I'll need to find copies of anything else beyond that. Yeah, we, uh, Ajax and I searched it out, and, like, both Spirit and Road to El Dorado were um was it were DreamWorks films, yeah. yeah. Which means they were not acquired by Disney because they weren't 20th Century Fox animation. So like like Anastasia was 20th Century Fox, so it's on Hulu. But DreamWorks, the only way we can watch them is on Peacock. Oh, which fuck I'm that. not fucking paying for Peacock like yet another streaming. But hey, service. if you want to see the most fucked up weird TF sequence ever, uh-huh. you go to the Bartok the Magnificent, the Dragon TF song. It's real fucked up. And it's also like... Is this in Anastasia? Or is no, it, it was in one of the sequels. Oh, okay. Because uh, after Anastasia they were like, we can't really do a sequel because of, you know, the history and shit but this little funny bat dude what if we made him a character and gave him some movies? Uh-huh. And hmm. there was a couple sequels and one, I think Bartok the Magnificent where there's, like, some sorceress who gets this TF potion and drinks it and becomes a big, fat-bottomed dragon lady in her torture chamber mm-hmm. as, like, she's doing this big, long song. She's, like, casually murdering prisoners and crushing them to death. Her ass? Yes, in part. Wow. Well, we can pull it up on YouTube once we're done with this because <laughs> it really is a lot. Um, <laughs> like, I never saw it until, I think, Dirt linked it at one point. I was like, wow. And it's then like, we'll do a 90 minute podcast about our reaction to Yeah, it's, I think the song's called The Real Carmilla, okay. uh, is from Bartha the Magnificent. Look it up. Just be like, damn, this was in a kids' movie. <laughs> but yeah, Lion King 2, five kissable lions out of five. Sure. It's, it's great, you know. Get some lussy. Um, it'd get 10 lions for me, but there were no hyenas, so nine lions. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no beans. Gavin and Lefty do not approve. Who are, yeah. by the way, watching. We have our own little pride rock. Yeah. Oh, okay, we yeah. I set up a little scene. Gavin and Lefty in our very teeny tiny line cup plush. I should have got their tiny little zebra leg. Oh, Because well, I have a little tiny zebra it's leg plush. a little plush, plush zebra. You, you, can, you can do the scene and take the photo and post about it later, okay, Fuzz? All right, so <laughs> we're going to wrap this up for now and maybe watch something else. I don't know. It's only 10 o'clock. We're not that old. <laughs> so thanks for supporting us on Patreon and uh, we'll see you guys later. Good night note, and big lion balls. I was gonna say good night and become a bear. That <laughs> works. <laughs>